1: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply in South Wales. Authorisation number TP slash 01005. It's time to cast off on a new adventure. This is Real Adventures with Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Hadgood. Good
2: morning and welcome to Real Adventures. Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Habgood joining you this morning to talk all things fishing, boating and the great outdoors. Redmond, good morning.
0: Good morning, Patrick. And uh, what a weekend we Great had weekend at the Melbourne Boat Show.
2: Great weekend. terrific. Yes, the 60th Melbourne Boat Show was run and done. One and done. Uh, we had a great time. God, it was fantastic to see... The dealer's out again. The weather was was pretty damn good, considering it's Melbourne and yep. there's always going to be rain, even if the forecast is blue skies for two weeks straight. And cold, and it wasn't. No, it was. It it almost had that feeling of Queensland. the tropics. Yeah, it, did, it did. Yeah. Um, what did you like? What did you What did you see throughout the the weekend? And you obviously presented uh, for Salt Guide Saturday and Sunday and, and talked through primarily um snapper whiting um and and calamari and we are going to follow up next week we've got a whole show dedicated to uh the ins and outs of the snapper season yep, so right
0: sure and inside the
2: bay yep the gear the times the tides and everything in between so that will be on next week's show yep. but today's a bit of a wrap-up of the boat show because there were some new technologies that we saw that we liked and and obviously just being back out and, and, you know, having the industry together again was was sensational.
0: I was very sceptical on how this was going to go. We spoke about it on the show, the rain, and then got closer to the show, and the rain forecast was horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. It was looking like it was going to be an absolute disaster.
2: Well, we spoke Thursday yeah, night was, last week, and you're like, oh, it's not I'm not good. sure.
0: It's not looking good. And the only thing that we can count on here in Victoria is the weatherman getting it wrong because it happens every week. And Jane, this, Jane, Jane Bunn. She's uh, she's still working. Anyway, <laughs> she uh, she got it wrong this time, and it was I was very grateful because I was sceptical on it. The weather was scaring me, but not only that, being at the boat show back from COVID, I know there wasn't a lot of exhibit. I know a lot of exhibitors that didn't go, and I'm thinking this is going to be a disaster. Yep. And to tell you the honest truth, I really enjoyed the boat show. It was I enjoyed it more than Jeff Shedd. Yep. Uh, the expedition sense is great, but I don't know. I'm an outdoors person. Boating, boating's outdoors. Everything's outdoors for me. I love outdoors. And to see...
2: And you, and you see why, and you've obviously been to it, but why uh, the Sydney boat show uh, and, and Queensland's is so well regarded because yep. it is outside. Yep. And it's obviously better weather in, in the northern states. But there's something about being outside where it's it's, it's less like a doctor's room that, that Jeff's shed is.
0: I think, without being rude, I think it was very easy for their like, husbands and wives to get their partners to come along that was interested in fishing because they could bring the prams and make a sort of a day of it out in docklands. Like, sounds contradicting, but you go to Jeff's shed in the shed, I don't know, for some reason you're like, I'm not taking the kids, but when it's outdoors, you just... Oh, we're taking the kids outdoors, it's going to be a nice day. Like, we didn't get rain. We had rain Saturday morning, and I'm pretty sure we nearly drowned as we walked into the boat show because the puddles were that deep, but they got people in to suck the water out, and it worked really, really well along the foreshore. But I can't fault the boat show, other than the fact, and I'm going to say it now, the one thing, and we're going to talk about a couple of things that we didn't like and did like, the one thing that I didn't like, there was no fishing pad. Yeah. Zero to nothing. Yep. Like there was yep. nothing. And as and, someone... and our
2: socials did light up a bit around where's the where's the gear? Where's the fishing gear?
0: Oh, and I've read it on multiple social media posts as well, not just ours. Like it was everywhere saying Well, people go out if you take, say for instance your kids, you take George and Flick, who won't we won't Winnie's not really included yet, she's still just, well, she's easy yeah, you just too. chuck her in the pram but they want to grab something at the show yes they want something to, grab, to take home they want something to take home and whether it's whether you can afford a $3 squid jig or whether you can buy them a new rod worth a couple hundred dollars whatever it is doesn't matter a kid just loves taking something home and that's yep. what I would like to do is with Finn is taking him to the boat show when he comes what do you want to buy you want a new ride? all right let's go well you want a new squid jig or a lure or choose one thing you get whenever i take Finn to the zoos or something it's like grab what you get one you go you know, we go through the gift shop you get one item go for it choose it and i'd like to do the same thing with him families couldn't do this here but i also understand why there wasn't tackle stores there regarding the the lockup aspect sure. of it yep. uh, i was a bit Disappointed in the security
2: at one point. <laughs> we, can, uh, we can cover that a bit later on. <laughs> Once we go through the why, because the why is obviously, it's outside yep. the ability to be able to lock up all of your equipment.
0: And the time frame you have, like say for instance, it shuts at 7pm most days, the main days, shuts at 7pm. You don't want to be there till 8.30 that night, packing, packing away in up. your stand and then getting, yep. getting there an hour and a half earlier the next day. Such a big, It's out. a
2: massive, sh- it's a huge few days oh. for all the, the yep. dealers to to you know put it all together
0: and it's not a normal work day either like it's it's very on when i say normal work day if your average partner say nine to five Pat, you work your eight hours but you get your breaks in between the boat show not one person there gets a break like no one gets no. a break every dealer and but by the, is smashed
2: <laughs> yeah but by the reports the the show was a great one when it, it was came a to m- sale
0: massive success we know yeah. the north bank crew did really really well i know the stabycraft guys did really well uh Don marine world did very well like Everyone that I spoke Which to Which is it, terrific for yeah, the industry. Amazing. And you know what the, the amazing thing is, I don't know why you would go to that boat show and buy something. There was this is the other thing I was disappointed with. There was no boat show deals. None. Yeah. So usually but, it, but to, is that a,
2: is that the industry at the moment? It's the industry
0: where it is. No one had it because it, like, this is the thing. Like I said to Gibber from Gibsy, my best mate, working at Jalon Marine World, and caught up with him a fair bit at the show when we when we had a sneaky beer or two. And I said to Gibber uh, I said, he sold any engines? He goes, Yeah, oh, you've actually done it right, blah, blah blah He goes, but I'll tell you what hurts is telling them to come back in two years because it's yeah, a two-year wait for a three hundred horsepower engine. Yep. So like he goes, may as well come back in the boat show in two years' time because yep. it's like when's it going to improve? Like, and, industry? and that's the
2: same for for the boating manufacturers it's as every well. Every
0: single person there. So it yep. wasn't just Gibbsy, I'm saying it was every person. It was Mercury, it was Rob, like Rob's trying to sell these North Banks, and he's selling these beautiful six meter boats. Oh, we want one like Aaron's. Have a look at this. No worries, we'll have it for you in seven years. Like, like it's,
2: <laughs> but like that is the really difficult part around. Oh, yep, I'm ready to buy, yep. but you can't have it till 2025. Hundred percent. Like and that. That's a. It's like what? It's a
0: big investment too. Like it's
2: the boats these days, and uh, it's and it's why a lot of the imports, uh, are starting to to make. You know, decent enough sales to warrant the importation of, you know, whether it's Genoa, and we know our man uh, Jimmy Pattinson, the uh, ex-Australian test cricketer. Yep. Um, Jimmy's just ordered a 10.5 metre. Can't he's wait. got
0: it. Can't wait to. He, yeah, he's about, it's nearly done. It's in Patterson River on the dry stack getting its final touches. And but they're in, though. So yeah, they're, they're in. in they're yeah. yeah. I can't wait to watch him drive it. It's going to be hilarious watching you drive it at the Blairgowrie Marina on a nice southeasterly 20 knots. It's going to be, it's going to be great, Patrick. <laughs> it was
2: nice to actually get out on boats, and, and one of the things that I know uh, fascinated you, and we're, we're going to review it in next week's show, was Seakeeper and actually oh, seeing yeah. it in the flesh and seeing yeah. how good it is.
0: We won't give anything away now, Patrick. Because... You can
2: see why it is a big-ticket, yep. expensive item, but in terms of...
0: How it works, it's worth. no one will know, but it works. <laughs> so Seakeep is a great item. What it is is a, it's an item that goes on your boat that stops your boat from rocking. Yeah. we're not gonna get into Jurassic, it too much because yeah. next week's show we've got the review on it. So make sure you tune in then.
2: Now the show wasn't without its controversies though. And and the biggest controversy within and it doesn't it doesn't concern you or I but no, thank uh, god
0: because usually I'm in the middle of the controversy Patrick it, it, I avoid it, it, it these it, days it's it, been
2: good exactly but Nortec Marine had a boat on display uh, that is eerily similar the Naughty E600 perhaps a uh, you know the, the name is uh, appropriate given the fact that it is uh, eerily similar and let's be honest it's a direct copy of Stabycraft, mm. and it's safe to say our, uh, our mates at Stabycraft, they weren't super pleased that it was on display at the show, Aaron. No. No. <laughs> like, what I don't know what is. I'm a bit lost they, for words that you've said. They, they, they were yeah. not pleased. <clears throat>
0: no, nah, and I can understand why. 100%. A lot of effort and time and money have gone into these Stabycrafts. And
2: and we've got Paul Flett yeah. on... Uh, next week's show. Once again, I keep, we keep saying next week's show. We got um, we got
0: Rob Cummings from North Bank on today. He's show. on today. And uh, then we got, like you said, Paul Fleck, who is the design manager of yes, Statecraft. Next week, take us in.
2: And, th- and there's nine in his team. He was saying eleven. Uh, eleven is it? Eleven. Two more than nine. Uh, around their their design process. Geez, I hope it was. <laughs> you can you can see why they were a little bit peeved when it came uh, when oh, it comes to. And you look comes at it to you, this.
0: You look at this boat. In all honesty, you look at it and just go. Jesus, like, yeah. well, it's interesting. Like, isn't it's it? interesting. Yep. Like, and I don't know. Good luck to him. I'm not going to say too much. Like it's, it, it's.
2: My concern would be if you purchase something like this. Yes,
0: I, that's what I'm worried for.
2: It's built in China, and if something does go wrong, I'm not what's, a welder. What's
0: the? Yeah. I'm far from it. I'm far from a welder. Actually, I got told I'm not allowed to weld with this machine in my chest, Patrick. It's, so I won't be starting up welding anytime soon. So Stabycraft don't have to be worried. But some of these welds on <laughs> these boats—I don't boat, I think they were
2: too concerned either way.
0: <laughs> some of these welds on these boats, straight up, I'm not a welder. I'll repeat that again. I saw these and I thought to myself, "Did Patrick Dangerfield do this? <laughs> because it's like, like my some of them with, them with the folds and like where it was met. I just looked at it going, "Oh yeah. boy!" Like I wouldn't. I personally would be worried. and it puts I a lot of
2: press on, uh, pressure on Nortec if they... Yes. You've got so to back these things, especially in boats with warranties.
0: You and I haven't been on these boats. We haven't done anything on them. So no. we, I can't, I'm not going to comment on the, how they ride and do everything. I'm not going to comment on that. But as someone looking on the outside of it, I did have a very good look. I wasn't impressed by the look of it. Uh, I feel sorry for a consumer if they were to go out there and buy one of these and it was to fail. It, because it's a it's a big investment for a family. Well, hundred thousand
2: dollars for the six meter,
0: and you want but that? That's where the, it beats the Stabycraft because the Stabycraft for a six meter is a lot more money.
2: You're looking at one fifty,
0: and I'm not sticking up for this thing at all in the slightest. But that's where a consumer might go. Hold on, there. they the
2: same boat. Looks similar. Yep. Someone that
0: doesn't know the industry and look at it, where I don't know. I know. Every I think that was the biggest talking point of the whole boat show. From well, those within in, the industry yeah, it was, and then yep. even just the people coming in. I had multiple people say to me, "Oh, did you see that?" thing at the front there. I'm not going to say what they said. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm not commenting. They'll stay away from it. So I hope if you're a consumer and you buy this, I, by all means, I hope it all goes fantastic for you. But all I can say, if you are looking at one, just look at it with a different eye, please. Well, yeah, definitely do
2: your, your, your research. Your research. Yep. Uh, we got our first look at your tail boats. Uh, yes. Jong Marine World had their 32- uh, the massive range. There's seven and a half yeah. and a six and a half. And they got a twenty-four
0: coming as well.
2: Uh, I think very soon too. That was as um, as beautiful a boat as you could just about like in terms of that market. Yep. And obviously, we've, we've seen house prices around Portsea, Sorrento region go through the roof. There's clearly a market for you know upmarket two hundred thousand dollar plus. And I'm talking. I'm
0: pretty plus sure plus. that thirty-two foot. I reckon it's just over four
2: hundred thousand. So. We're talking a lot, but the the reception and the sales have been pretty astonishing for it.
0: Once again, I'll refer to Gibbsy before. He was saying, I mean, do you know how many people came up to us and asked to just get photos? Like, are we allowed to take photos? Like, can we stand and get photos? It had two 300s on it, and it's a 32 foot. But, like, without being rude, it's not that impressive as a boat, as in, like, it... But for some reason, it just grabs your eye. Like, it, does, it just yeah. grabs your eye. It is impressive. So, yep. like, as a, if you were to write it down on paper, two Twin 300s, like every second boat these days has Twin 300s. It does, it? correct. But this thing really, really caught my eye. And I was, as well as everyone else at the boat show, yeah, I'd take a photo of it. It was pretty bloody cool to see. And it was set out so well. And,. Uh, I'll give credit to the guy, m- guys that Mullies and Jake from Geelong Marine World. The display they put on on the water with the setup on it, with the sunscreen and uh, the, the, the the champagne, and that yeah. on, the, on the boats, it really sold it to a certain niche market. I think so. Yeah, all credit to those. I think they did a terrific job.
2: Anything else that caught your eye throughout the show? Obviously, uh, your 600 North Bank, yeah, uh, or a mirror image of it was was on display. I was
0: about to say, I think Melbourne Marine Centre did the best uh, best stay uh, best. Uh, stand uh, and they did because they won the award but I think they yep. did the best stand they had a, the the thing that caught my eye in all honesty was the magician <laughs> I, I, I was standing there with James Patterson and he's had his young daughter with us and my god
2: so for those unaware there was a kids section which was really well received from everyone visiting and it obviously got you
0: going. Patter Pat and I stood there Patrick side by side. And this guy started the kids, i oh, have a look at this, here it comes. And he gets them all going and Paolo and I just sort of start looking over and we're standing there and his daughter's getting her face painted to our right and we're standing there and he pulls a dove out of a balloon pad. We were blown away. <laughs> a couple of minutes later, a chicken, one of the biggest
2: chickens you've ever seen comes out of a box that the chicken didn't fit in. How he did this. Were Peter there? The, Peter obviously weren't there, the um, animal rights group. I looked at some of the animals sitting there. I'm pretty sure he had like three rabbits, guinea pigs, and a dove, and they were sitting on a box.
0: And you're trying to tell me these weren't drugged because they weren't moving in the slightest. They weren't moving. So, oh. That was, that was stuff. I, I, I can't say anything but positive on this boat show. And I think you, oh, I know that you really enjoyed it. And all of the uh, uh, exhibitors really enjoyed it too, Pat. So, uh, a credit for giving it a go. And will it happen next year outdoors? I'm worried. This is the other, uh, I guess, conversation is. The turnaround, Pat. Yeah, so so
2: June-July is the normal time period for the Melbourne Boat Show.
0: And which is only, say, roughly eight months from here, give or take. Uh, Will manufacturers want to push themselves to be there in eight months' time with a four-month buffer that's not there? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I know it was a lot cheaper for the stands on the outdoors. I know some people only paid about $10,000 for floor space, where in Jeff's shed for a standard, say, uh, Geelong Marine World, Melbourne Marine World. Look at and 30 No, 150000 really? like, The last one was 150000 I asked a few of the boys and they were all said they told me the same thing, $150,000. Yeah, right. so for you to so, sell
2: a lot of boats just to break even. Oh, Jake
0: told me one time he needs to sell a million, million dollars worth of stock to make a profit. Yep. That was with his floor space so It's a big, time. It's
2: a big investment yes. that, these manuf- uh, that these distributors are yes. investing so in. So
0: this is the question I've got for you, Pat. Will they have this... Do you think they will aim back at Jeff's shed, say, in eight months' time where that conversation the money, is it worth doing it? Or do you think they'll try and play it by year because they can't do an outdoor boating thing in June, July here in Victoria. It has to be this time of the year, pushing November. Do you think that they'll aim for another 12 months outdoors again? or I
2: think they'd like to. No, no, sorry. I think they would like to do one in June, July. Yes. But I think they would need to think long and hard around the investment of that and whether there's going to be significant uptake from... Manufacturers. So, Bark yep. Russia, for example, weren't at this show. Yep. And whether that's because they look in their books and go, why do we need to go to the show? We can't supply the demand already. Yep. What's the point? You know? 100%. And I'm sure that there's the a, yeah, a lot of. plenty.
0: Yeah, a lot of manufacturers are exactly the same. Uh, all, in all, all in all, absolutely terrific show. The fishing gear needs to turn back up next year because I was very disappointed in that aspect of it. I had a lot of people come up and go, "Oh, is, do you know where the fishing stall is? Do you know, yeah. no, you just look, want
2: something to take home." Yeah,
0: and to and you know those crap stores, we'll call them crap stores, straight up the the, the rubbish stores. They're still all right. Like I'd even be happy for them to be get there. a little like, bit of yep yeah. Like it's it's better than nothing. A little kids, pack or... Yeah, the kids can grab a light or a float or they can grab yep. something or the I'm not into crap stuff like the the but it's something like it's something yes. to draw the kids. I want this and that and anyway. Great show, terrific event, and I really enjoyed
2: it. Uh, after the break, we've got the uh, whip around. We're going to find out what's biting right around the country. There's been some cracking catches, uh, and we're going to go through that all after the break. This is Real Adventures for the next gen Ford Ranger. Everything you need for work and play.
1: You're listening to Real Adventures with Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Hadgood.
2: Welcome back to Real Adventures. It's time for the Whip Around. We find out what's biting right around the country. We kick things off in New South Wales. Uh, Gibbon right now, Redmond. Jibben, right now, is holding some
0: massive flathead to 65 centimetres. But how's this? This is what caught my eye during the week. A gentleman posted a little video of his biggest flathead he's ever caught. It went 63 centimetres, and he landed it on a squid jig. <laughs> Not a plastic, nothing like that. It took a squid jig. And I've caught some good things on squid jigs, but
2: that's I, pretty cool. I was about to say, what's the, what's the strangest thing you've ever caught on a squid, rig? Because, squid jig? Because I caught a thrasher shark on a baited squid jig maybe <laughs> 10 years ago. Dead set.
0: <laughs> that's cool. That's actually like, a very good bl- effort.
2: Bizarre as all hell, a baited squid jig.
0: That's a uh, very good effort. I'm impressed there. That's uh, some of your finest work. Ah. Uh, I've caught a lot of toadies on squid jigs. (laughs) I've actually caught a couple of gurnards, a couple of flathead, but I don't think I've ever gotten a 63-centimetre one. I reckon that's a very good effort on a squid jig. You know what will come out now. This thing going, oh, you need to use blue colour for flathead, Pat.
2: (laughs) Snapper fishing uh, at Montague Island continues to fire micro jigs and soft plastic. So getting them up first and using bait to get them up first, nah, or are they that prolific? It doesn't matter. There's
0: a t- different fish up there. Just, they just don't need to worry about the bait. They're just drifting through that area off Monty, and they're getting beautiful fish on micro jigs and plastics. Uh, you'll get them mixed in with the kingfish, but the kingfish still haven't turned up as such yet. They're, they're, they're not really going. So, strange. It should be any day of the week. The water's good. The bait's good. The current's good. Everything's good. Just need them to turn up. So yeah the kingfish will come, but in you know, all means, go get yourself some snapper in in between because they 're going really, really good
2: uh, queensland there 's been uh, decent beach fishing uh, off the gold Coast, um, once again finding those uh, what they call the the troughs, the redmond the gutters, so we 're looking for that deeper water. Um, fishing in the morning has been, been generally good, but there's also been Jewfish caught on the north side of Tweed.
0: Yes, off the beach, Pat, Benito working very well as bait and some squid too, but Benito caught multiple fish. I saw a gentleman had a great session multiple dewfish over a metre, which is fantastic. And one of our favourite places, Hinchibrook Island, is producing some great barramundi right now all around the Still island. Still one of the great the dri- trips
2: that we had up yeah, there.
0: Yeah, an absolute terrific trip. And next time you uh, organise a fishing show, we don't have to pay for it. Let's do it again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> offshore as well, going terrific, but we don't need to talk too much about that because we all know how good the offshore fishing on the bottom down there is. Coral trout, red emperor, cobia, you name it, you
2: can catch it. Well, the same thing for... Um for around the Mission Beach region, Dennis Daly once again the, the reef fish have just been prolific. Yep. Uh, Western Australia there's a cracking uh, thread a thread fin salmon that was caught from the shallows in Broome. I've now we, I actually said to you, can you remember what this was called? And we both and we you said tarpon, and I was
0: going to say that too, but it, it took me ages to get into my head what it was called. But we finally got there, Pat, and there was a beautiful thread fin and multiple thread fin caught. They are one fish I want to catch. Yeah, because, they're a bit
2: of a bucket list item. Yeah, aren't they mate?
0: are. They. Look like something that you shouldn't catch here. You know, like a Thailand yep. fish or something. I don't know. They do something for me, and they jump and carry on when you hook them. So I do want to chase one of those. Uh, heading to the Wilson Inlet though, Patrick. Once again, flathead. That water temp has come up to nineteen degrees, which for some reason up there the flatties love that nineteen degree weather. Uh, water temp. Yep. But it's not just there; it's everywhere. Like even where I live uh, down in Port Phillip Bay. Once that water gets hotter, the flathead respond to it. The big breeders come out as such and also the f- ones that follow behind it so getting that water temperature right doesn't matter where you are just goes to show how crucial it is even if you're in WA Pat the, the, the home of fishing and they are ready to go so soft plastics in there will get you some beautiful fish in that perfect temperature water right now uh, all around the Wilson Inlet.
2: Our man uh, Baz Sullivan he's just come back from uh, Montebello Islands? Yeah he, he reckons. Yeah, I've seen that. 44 sailfish in in five days, six days fishing, yep. and, and they had a couple of weather interrupted days, and they didn't spend it all sail fishing. They did plenty of um, top water fishing as well. Um, and just said it was just unbelievable.
0: Sailfish are sort of like uh, I reckon how I, salmon or the kingfish, really. Yeah, I, they do nothing for me.
2: Salmon of I've the caught, kingfish.
0: Yeah, salmon of the kingfish. So, like, kingfish is like the prize fish. Oh, we got a couple of salmon on the way in.
2: That's what I was saying. sailfish. They don't do anything for me. They're no. cool
0: looking fish and I've caught a fair few sailfish. I mean, they're the
2: fastest fish in the ocean. I know, you but they're really say slow when you've got a rod hooked up to them. You cannot say they are the salmon <laughs> of the
0: kingfish. <laughs> I'm, not a massive, I'm, not a, I'm not a massive fan of sailfish. I've caught multiple sailfish and they've never done anything
2: for me. Oh, I yeah, love cool. It. So Baz went up there anyway. um, Sorry, Baz. The the, the barge set up there said it was terrific. They had 14. So I think they generally accommodate 8 to 14 people at the Monty's. And they said it was just one of the great trips. Oh, Um, it looked
0: terrific. And the weather that they obviously had is just amazing. And I'd love to go up there. Not not to catch sailfish, but I would love to go up there. (laughs) To get salmon. (laughs) To get salmon. (laughs) Uh, Heading to South Australia,
2: Patrick. Yeah, uh, Seconds Valley uh, producing plenty of great calamari right now on a range of jigs. And we're getting similar reports uh, right through around the the metro regions when it comes to their jetties and piers as well. So um, depending on how many people are around uh, and your timing, there's still been really good captures of, of calamari, Brighton jetty, uh, the same with uh, Henley Beach and Glenelg. uh And f- heading further south, Victor Harbour, there's been some good reports of... Um, and, and, um, Australian salmon Caught off the, the Beaches Pinger once again Looking for those Those troughs um, You know And those dark water Patches Where the, you know The deep water is and, and bringing your Lures through that
0: I have to give you One more report Crack and report uh, Some massive kingfish To 1.4 metres Caught off the Air Peninsula And the jetty Doesn't give it away By bailey.james.fishing On Instagram uh, look at the size of these things. I know they can't see them at home,
2: but We're they on radio, are mate. absolutely a fish. Oh, that, that is actually If I could show them, I'd love to show them. So we'll talk us through it. Yet. This is the size of a truck. <laughs> Pretty much a single bed. Off the jetty in
0: the Air Peninsula. Like, that's about as good as it gets. And I'm sorry no, you can't see no, the picture. No, that is as good as it gets. But if you do want to see the picture, you can head to Fishing South Australia magazine's post and see exactly what Pat and I are looking at right now because they are absolute crackers. They are massive fish. 1.4 metres. They're 20-plus kilo. And congratulations. Off a jetty, I don't think it gets much better than that. And that was worth showing you the picture.
2: It was. Uh, tazy.
0: Yeah, Lake Crescent. Uh, we spoke about that a few weeks ago in the reports. They're going, mass- uh, going fantastic. Massive fish, 15 pounds, wild browns. They are wild, Patrick. And that's a big fish. They are big. Like, what's 15 pounds in kilo? I'd just like to half it roughly. Go with that. That'll yeah. work. Okay. Seven,
2: seven. Yeah, we'll go seven Six kilo. Ten.
0: Sounds good. Drifting spinners, though, is the way to catch them. They're drifting spinners. Uh, caught plenty of these fish and one gentleman I seen had two of these fish to 15 pounds so that's a great effort and Garden Island our last one for the day is going very well for the salmon fishing off the rocks uh, fishing terrific spinners and also
2: pilchers for bait too working an absolute treat so that's the whip round today Patrick yes now it's time for the social club first question is from Tom if you could take home any boat besides your north banks what would you take home from this year's Melbourne boat show
0: that's a really good question. I had that question sent to me, asked to me multiple times at the show. Don't be biased. What boat do you like the most? The most there, the trawler, uh, the
2: the, the forty one trawler flybridge. You really we like that, didn't
0: you? What was the one that was straight across from it? It was worth like five hundred thousand.
2: Oh, the um, alloy
0: between three hundreds. Yeah, it was beautiful. Was it New Zealand built? It was a New American? Zealand built boat? I can't. And
2: remember the tim- I
0: feel so rude right now. I can't remember the boat. But how's this though? The
2: timber through that thing looked. Incredible. Beautiful, incredible,
0: and there was another boat that was it was the same as that, but the small one. Remember, I said to you, there's one on the down the the down the.
1: In yeah, the it was like a six meter. Yeah,
0: and I actually ended up walking over just by chance to Craigo and Kane team at Salt Guide, and they were looking at it. They had fold out bunks that come off, so where your seats sit, so yes. you your driver's seats, They had bunks. That like stretcher beds that rolled off that and pulled and attached to the back of the boat on either side that you could lay on. I thought that was phenomenal. I thought it was amazing. Like, it was incredible. Off. And not only that, their bait board rolled out and tucked back into itself and it had an under, underneath sink. So, some thinking is going into boats right now. Uh,
2: This is really cool. So, So that'd be yours. Uh,
0: Yeah, I just thought it was very practical. Uh,
2: (laughs) Well, it is very
0: practical. It's just terrific. But, yeah, you are right. Some of the boats down there is... I thought as the fishing boats, to tell you the honest truth, your 750 would probably be the ultimate boat to take home as a
2: fishing boat. A fishing boat, yeah. Yeah,
0: uh, as a fishing one, there wasn't really any competitors in the glass range that was, I guess... Probably not at that Uh, level. Not at that level. No, there's there's a few cheaper models there. Yeah, there was. Obviously,
2: Stabycraft. It was a beautiful 2250 ultra cab.
0: Yep, Stabycraft had a fantastic range. Uh,
2: The Swift Trawler 41. So there's a flybridge bridge down there. That thing was unbelievable. And and you you referred to that. That was your sort of Miami that we won't was, say
0: the words that, that was said, perhaps but it purchased
2: was <laughs> with um, some illicit substances, yeah, it had that sort of vibe, Pablo Escobar vibe. So <laughs> it, was, uh, it was, it was
0: oh, some. Not know, much
2: change from a million bucks for that. Do
0: you know what the best part about this is? We've never seen this. I'm, I was going to say, uh crap at the boat, boat show but they're not crap it's we've never seen this amazing stuff at a boat show before you just and you go to the queenscliff harbour and you see it from 30 50 60 meters away you got to walk on the water and actually look at these things you could yeah. take your shoes off and go on board
2: It was fantastic I, that like respect. i'm tipping
0: they wouldn't let me on because they would have looked at me and go, you're not buying this thing by the look of you but they let a few few people on with those yachty hats on and yacht shoes they let those people on and uh, they could go on and look at these boats <laughs> so i thought there was some phenomenal things on the water there so uh a lot of things we could have taken home, Pat.
2: Last question. Was there any boat at the boat show that you didn't like? And I'll probably put this with, uh, besides the Ultra Cab stability Craft that you detest in how it looks. Yeah, I can't and, stand it. And the look. I love it.
0: I know you, a lot of people it's love it. Favorite. And, and Wayne,
2: your partner Gwayne in the so he's bought one.
0: Yeah, he's bought one. Uh, I had multiple people say to me, is that the ugliest boat on the market? So it's a love hate relationship. It is, it's it, a is very, a yeah, it is. It polarizes people. Yeah, there's no in between You either really like it or you don't like the look of it. Yep. The boat obviously performs absolutely terrific. That doesn't come into account. Uh, That's okay. We're, we're, um, I'm talking aesthetics. It was Asian, an Asian company there uh, that had a boat next to the Suzuki stand. Uh, can't remember the exact name, what it was called. But I looked at that and, once again, I didn't like the finish on it at all. Yeah. It looked good actually looking at it from a distance. From a distance, yep. For Craig, my partner in Soul Guide, not too That's the great with. thing
2: about boat shows is you can actually go up, yep. up close and you can see the attention to detail well, and the finished
0: Craig said product. to me, where, where are these brand new boats? And I said, Yeah. And he goes, What's all the salt marks on the bottom of it from? And it was from where they've like tried to sand their welds back and do stuff like that. And I thought that looked yeah, really right. bloody tacky. Like, yep. that's a yep. boat show. Like, you're exactly. at a boat show, you're not leaving marks. You need to like, put
2: the best put, yeah, of what you've yeah. got. Yeah. And
0: like, I don't know what the boat performs like, but I'm you, it going by looks, as the question was. And I looked at it going, Oh, that's not very good. Like, yeah. Uh, and the boat might be great, but everyone else. I thought there was boats there that were for me and there was boats there that wasn't for me. Like there's some that I would look at and go, that's a great family boat to go out in, but I would never own one. Like I wouldn't do anything I needed to do. Yes. But they still put a great effort in presenting them and they looked fantastic. So as an example, that there caught my eye as something that I didn't. I looked at that going, "Nah, try harder. Not for me.
2: Try harder. I think Good that's for it. it. That's yep. the Social Club for the next gen Ford Ranger. Everything you need for work and play.
1: You're listening to Real Adventures with Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Hadgood.
2: Welcome back to Real Adventures. It's time for All Aboard. We are recording live as we have the whole show uh, from the Melbourne Boat Show. And our special guest this morning is Rob Cumming from North Bank. Robbie, Paddy. Great to have you here. I Thank feel a little bro. bit guilty right now. Why is that? Rob's just planted his backside on the side of the boat and you and I have stolen the seats. Yeah, that's okay. That's, that's okay. okay. I mean, it's a Rob's boat, but <laughs> we have each got one, so <laughs> so that works okay. before age, mate. Sorry, mate. On? I apologise. I'm quite comfy, though. <laughs> Rob, we haven't had a Melbourne boat show, and we haven't had many boat shows nationally since the COVID pandemic. We're finally back. The The show's been a terrific success so far.
1: Awesome, mate. I'm, I'm actually deeply surprised, mate. We started on Thursday afternoon, and we thought just that little three or four-hour window, mate, where people were actually here to buy boats, right? Unbelievable, mate. We just didn't anticipate the customer enthusiasm, I suppose, to get back into boats. What's your thoughts, just a comparison, from the indoors
0: to the outdoors? Do you find, because I, I, more engaging the customers in, in the outdoor scenario or in the indoors, or pretty similar?
1: How many prams and kids are here, mate? Yeah, it's it, great, It's it? a really great environment, licking ice creams. and it, it is a different feel outside, mate. I know we're very weather-dependent, dependent, sorry, a bit of a wet butt this morning, but that's been yep. cleared up. It, it, it's nice to be outside again, mate, and it's sunshine again in Melbourne. It's nice not having the air conditioner throat pad after day two.
2: Well, <laughs> there, there is a bit of... Like, it feels Queensland-esque with how warm it's been. So we've been very fortunate in that respect. Now, uh, you're here as a part of not only Melbourne Marine Centre, but obviously... North Bank. Now, the growth since we first met in I think it was 2011, I reckon. Yeah, about then, mate. I so, I was playing for Adelaide at the time, and you're obviously a South Australian. Uh, don't hold that against him, Aaron. Just so, a little bit. Yeah, no, don't hold that against him. <laughs> that's what's wrong with you half the time, I think. You started to sort of turn that oh, way. I he, don't. He's
1: nearly changed. <laughs> no, careful. Nearly? <laughs> we,
2: we broadcast into wonderful Ooh, South Australia. Well, the sums a bit up, but anyway. Now, <laughs> the the... Um, growth of the brand over the past 10 years you must be so proud um, and you've obviously owned it longer than that but particularly the last 10 and I don't want to say I've been you know I've been the reason but I, I probably have been Aaron it's only because um, you
0: found me and I was and I was the bigger influence that was
2: <laughs> but but since you um, taking over the, the company you must be so proud of what you've been able to achieve
1: yeah that, flattening words Pat thank you but but um, you're tongue-tied in <laughs> We are, mate, we are proud of our product, and um, especially in markets that we were floundering in, I suppose, if that's the right description, but we, we really sat back eight or ten years ago, had a clear direction that was to, you know, create brand ambassadors for our products and uh, improve our quality of our product, especially for the Victorian market, who were probably our strongest critics, and the feedback we've actually took on board, mate, and we actually have changed our brand, and... And as you see it today, certainly a different product than it was ten years ago.
0: I love my boat and I'm not just saying that because I'm saying it, I, I love my boat, I love it safe for my safe for my kids, I can stand, they can stand in it and look over the sides by standing on the on, on where the, I guess the combing racks are, yeah. they can see over the side, I know they're not going to fall in but they're also going to grow with the boat too so as they get older and taller they're not going to fall in and you feel safe in it, it rides really well, you don't have that brooch that a lot of other deep V hulls can have, you don't have that push to the side you don't have any, you just feel safe all the time in basically all seas and i would even let Pat drive my boat, Like that sums it up a bit and is it a good thing with Pat's boat though like you've got boat shows coming up and you've got Pat's boat here obviously on display. Is it great that you don't actually have to afford a, afford a
1: 750 demo for yourself because Pat doesn't use his and, it, yeah, and it's um, always there for it to, to borrow? I'm looking forward to Christmas holiday this year. I, I heard a rumour we might be able to go fishing for one day. Um, we, we can do that. <laughs> no, it... it Bo- boating is, is, is happening again, mate, isn't it? Like yep. You can just tell at the the vibe it's created here at the show. People, you look out the back of the boat now and there's people bloody everywhere, mate. They, they want to get amongst it again.
2: In terms of you as a manufacturer, the, the industry is changing at a really rapid rate in terms of the technology that now goes into boats. Now, by and large, the hulls majority stay the same, but what goes into a boat has changed significantly and we're seeing the technology with without boards and, and obviously electronics change. Is that something that you're cognizant of when you look to continually improve your boats, you know, what Mercury are doing um, uh, around their technology and how you'll, you know, integrate that into the, the design process of what you're doing?
1: Yeah, technology is changing, Pat, and it, it is engines and they are improving. They're getting better, more fuel efficient, more quieter. Electronics. You know the fish don't stand a chance today. Mm. They you know, people who can't fish, Aaron like me, but and me yeah, and Paddy. We don't fish enough. So well, the electronics have certainly helped a lot of people become good fishermen now, and that's only going to continue and improve.
0: One thing that I've noticed with you guys at North Bank is the changes, the little changes and the big changes that you're making on boats. You're actually listening. So you're listening to people like without pumping my tyres too much up. People like myself. You've got Harry that you've just now put the six metre yeah. like a door in a six metre boat. Definitely. I think that's a massive addition. I think it's a selling point to be honest with you in any boat a dive door, especially the stuff that I do. Al McGlashan, obviously in Sydney as well. He's yeah. in the six fifty. He's got yep. the he's got the dive door. How much of a headache, and in honesty, because putting a dive door in a boat, I know especially with custom boats like these, things move and things aren't always in a line because they come out of moulds differently and whatnot. How hard is it to incorporate something like a dive door into, say, a six-metre boat and the headache and the cost that it has for you with moulds, et cetera?
1: Yeah, great question, Aaron. That that door project for us, we thought it would be really simple because we've been running a door in our six-and-a-half, seven-and-a-half-metre product now for five or six years, so we thought it would be a real simple step. We had a little bit of demand... Uh, Harry come on as a brand ambassador, and and he he really encouraged us to to make a door for 600. He thought there'd be a market for us, and I, we we toed and froed for six months. But we said, okay, we'll do it. We'll commit to that. That actual door plug work took took one fella eight months, you know. Mm. So it's a big investment, you know. People walk into a, a showroom anywhere in Australia and, and you know want to change a widget on the dashboard. It, it's not that simple a process. Yeah. So a door, for example, you know, we we anticipated about four months. It took us eight months. We also incorporate into Andrew's boat um, a new dashboard to take bigger electronics. Everybody wants a bigger electronics package these days. So it, we, we, we get pushed by ambassadors, you know, and that's, that's the relationship why we have an ambassador, is to get the feedback that not only those guys will benefit from, but, but every consumer who uses our product will benefit from. And it just takes time to, to change to that.
2: Well, we've loved uh, the show so far, Robbie. It's been absolutely brilliant. It's great to have the Melbourne Boat Show back, uh, you know, yeah. live with people there. There's nothing... Not it just last... people here. It's packed, Patrick. It yeah. has been packed. We are
0: here sitting here on a Saturday and it has been, other than the first hour when it was raining since then, it's just been flooded with people. So That's it's great. Right, it? Yeah, That's... it's literally as busy as you could see it. And it's not just where we're
2: sitting here. The whole strip, the whole runway, so it, it looks really good. Now, there's obviously Christie's Beach Marine in terms of dealerships for North Bank in, in South Australia. There's yep. Melbourne Marine Centre uh, in Victoria, yep. New South Wales.
1: GRE Marine, uh, Graham Roberts up at uh, Prospect, New South Wales. We've got uh, Port Lincoln Boat Spies in Port Lincoln. Maitland Marine in Maitland in, in South Australia as well. And then our last dealership is, oh, sorry, West Australia. Blue Water Marine in Bunbury. And uh, our last one is... Brisbane Boating and Leisure in Brisbane.
0: I'm really impressed. That was
2: that was without paper in front of him. <laughs> well, he's the boss. That's why, that's why oh, he gets the big bucks. That, that's good. Uh, for more information, you can head to the North Bank website. Rob Cumming, thank you for your time this morning on Real Adventures. Thanks for the
1: invitation, boys. Great to see you. You're listening to Real Adventures with Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Hadgood.
2: Welcome back to Real Adventures. It's time for Red's Tip. It is, Pat. And you've
0: actually jotted it down for me. You did a bit of research for me for the show. You've helped me out with the show this week because so I was a little bit tired after the boat show. I had a little bit of a sook.
2: Well, it got me thinking because yep. I was re-spooling my lines yep. during the week and uh, the importance <laughs> of when you re-spool them, just how firm when yep. you're um, winding your line on it needs to be. to be. Yep. Because I got my wife to do one of them and it was loose as hell and then the line pulls through and it can get stuck and it's the yep. last thing you want if you can only feed 30 metres of line out of your rod and reel. Yep. Um, if so, you've caught a fish for a lifetime or whatever it might be. So my so,
0: tip is, don't listen to the nonsense of the tackle stores and everyone telling you to get your line on tight. That's my tip. To not on no, tight. No, because what happens on your first cast? You cast a squid you out. What happens on your first cast? You wind it back in and it's not tight. No, no. So, what happens is, what I'd do is, I'd get a bucket of water. This is my tip. Put your braid in a bucket of water so it's wet. And when it goes on wet, make sure you grab a little rag around your hand and just hold it firmly. It doesn't have to go on like they do at the tackle stores where they're busting it on so tight.
2: No, I'm not talking about that. So that's, yeah, that's, no, that, I'm that's, that's how tight I put yeah, it on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I'm saying... But I don't do it loose stores, where literally yeah. you're winding and, and there is no everywhere. tension on the line. Yeah, no, so
0: I'm going to go into the tackle stores here. So tackle stores will get in and they say, you need to buy this busted fishing thing where it goes on tight and it gets it on that tight. Yeah, it, you're trying you're, to crank it, you're oh, breaking you're your arm. Yeah, just all you need to do is a bucket of water. So the tip this week, bucket of water. Put the Wet is the key. So if you put it on wet, it unfolds off your reel so much easier. Just to give you an example, if you go snapper fishing with braid and you cast your first cast out, it doesn't come off the spool. So if you can wet that line and get it nice and really nice and wet when it goes underneath the spool and stays wet under there, and when you put it on just a firm grip like you said there, like you said, hold it nice and firm and wind it on so it just goes on relatively tight, but not stupidly, it works a treat. Because when you do your first cast pack out there, say you cast, say, 50 metres for a 40 metres for a, a tuna, yep. it goes, that's the only line you use on the reel. Like, you're not going anywhere further. Like, it doesn't really go well, Unless much. you get something massive unless you and, get something that screams goes, line and out, yeah. And it's nice and wet, so it comes off smooth. So wet's the tip to it for the week. Put it in a bucket of water. It doesn't ha- you don't have to sit there with your hands and bleed your hands on a busted tool to get it super tight. But. A rag's good, though. A rag is terrific, yeah, 100%. Uh, the gaff this week, Patrick, what have you got for us? Is it going to be any good?
2: No, you've got the gaff this week. Okay. Because we were talking oh, during I do have the, the, the week. Gap. Because oh. I've spent a bit of time in at the club doing some training before I head away to the, to the States. And, uh, and there was a lot of effort put in to, to set up Cadinia Park yep. uh, in Geelong for the 2020. World Cup.
0: I actually witnessed them covering the big Cats logo where you put guys, players park their car. So that's a, part of the
2: ICC. So yep. every bit of sponsorship has, has to, has to, be, to covered. be totally covered.
0: Yep. So I actually watched them. Of put, the
2: whole stadium. I watched them put. Huge undertaking.
0: Gary Ablett Senior, champion of the game, champion yep. of the Geelong Cats. I watched them put a black bit of electrical tape over his Ford logo yep. on his boob yep. where it sits there. And I thought that was a bit weird, but they covered everything. Yep, they did. They went to a massive, massive amount of money was spent here. That's the Saudis, man. So my gaff this week is, I had more people, grand final day at my house, Patrick, than what they <laughs> did for the three games here at Condinia Park. There was no one You're here. You're
1: gaffing
2: the, the city. I'm oh. not just
0: the city, I am gaffing, gaffing the gaffing whole cricket. cricket World Cup because there was no one here. Don't go Australia to, didn't play here. You which don't is, want
2: to go to the United Arab Emirates, mate, because I think that's where the funny mostly these come from.
0: Well, you, they actually played here. I know I watched, I, and I love the World Cup. I watched on uh, Foxtel every single night. King I Coley really during it. the
2: week just spectacular, absolutely terrific.
0: The, the, everything was fantastic. But like. That was ridiculous. There's a time to draw a line. The amount of money you spent putting a little bit of electrical tape over Gary Abbott Senior's jumper I thought wasn't necessary and <laughs> there was more people at my place for a beer and the, the, the cats beat the swans.
2: <laughs> Thanks for your company this morning on Real Adventures. We'll do it all again next week. Bye for now.